Suspend your disbelief. Let yourself be led down a path into the world of the paranormal, where ghosts, shadow people, cryptids, aliens, and all things supernatural dominate. Immerse yourself in a dimension of ominous trepidation with your hosts, Dan, Danny, and Rachel. Welcome to the Phantom Faction Podcast. Welcome to this edition of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel. <laughs> and we got a special guest. Yay! Identify it's- yourself, young man. Ah, oh, it's Tony! Yay! <laughs> it's Tony from Ship. People do ask about you, Tony. We do get yes. the odd, you know, I, I think it's your your own family members, uh, or it's you with uh, fake accounts. Look, looking for <laughs> looking for Tony to come back on, but people do ask about you. They they like yeah. uh, they like the newfies for some yeah. reason. Yeah, we've seen the comments. It's a get the newfie guy back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe it's the accent, Tony. But you know, I think it's your knowledge. What, what accent? <laughs> <laughs> you know, here we are uh, getting together, sort of uh, near the end of 2022. And a pretty good year for our listenership, although uh, we didn't produce as many programs as we uh, we normally do throughout the year. No, uh, we were pretty we were pretty lax this this summer and and fall. I don't know. I'm going to blame the spirits, <laughs> the universe, Mandela effect, every, it, anybody. It, it, but the listeners it did give the listeners a chance to uh, catch up on our programs because you know there is over uh, 120 programs that are, are uh, on our site and. Um, so thanks to the listeners for going back and and listening to the early programs as well as the the ones that we have going. Said over 19 countries. Now just just over with uh, Spotify and not that they're the only listening place that uh, people go to. It's wherever you get your our podcast. We certainly appreciate it, but uh some of the numbers get sent to us uh like uh Spotify and uh United States being the the number one listenership and which i can see and we get a lot of guests from the states as well mm. so and the number one show that uh was listened to this past year on spotify for us was uh a bigfoot investigator That's... dr russ jones there we go russ jones. yep yeah it, <laughs> uh, it basically said that we had 272 percent more streams than the average episode he must have a lot of followers and put it out there so I, I think so. Probably Thank you, Doctor Jones. The Bigfoot community is is pretty big. So uh, yeah, that was a good episode. Mm-hmm. It was. Who who who's speaking? Did you guys hear something? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, it's Rachel. <laughs> oh, Rachel's speaking. Me too. <laughs> uh, number two was uh, United Kingdom, which uh, yeah, nice to have uh, England and the UK. Scotland and Wales and Northern Scotland Ireland and, and all that. Uh, Germany made it an appearance, which I thought was great. So, well, when you sent uh, sent us the information, I see that we lost Argentina. Yes, <laughs> what happened down. to Argentina? I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where how far down they dropped, but yeah, I don't know. But uh, we, we picked up a bunch of German listeners, which is yes. nice. Uh, number four was Canada, and number five Australia, which we knew was picking up. Uh, as far as uh, listenership, so very good. We uh, we have certainly appreciate that. Uh, those were the top five of uh, of nineteen countries. I'm not too sure after the five uh, what they are, but uh, we ask you to keep spreading the word because uh, 
it seems that people are sharing our podcast, which is, is fantastic. It That's does great. say that we're in the top 15% of the most followed podcasts, which I found a little surprising, but maybe that is just a, um, for our category, it could be. You know what? That's, that's pretty good because there's a ton of paranormal podcasts out there. Yeah, that's right. Right. And it's not just, you know, and I would consider the Bigfoot stuff, uh, the UFO stuff, all the conspiracy type things. I would probably put them all together as well under um, the paranormal mm-hmm. because I don't think there is an actual category though for a lot of podcast uh, hosting sites for paranormal stuff right there isn't it's uh, which is which is weird because it seems like it's so popular yeah yeah it's either you put yourself under spirituality or you know <laughs> religion of all things but you know it's uh, yeah there's no real paranormal podcast maybe maybe if we're in the 15 top of 15 percent because we're so good mm-hmm. or all the other podcasts are just so lazy right so what is it the average of one one show every six months i think the average podcast puts out absolutely yeah so i mean we we got pretty bad this year we didn't get we didn't get that bad but uh you know yep this is just uh just to remind people because i have been uh, messaged a few times and people asking where we are and what's going on with you guys you know we just do this for fun this is a hobby for us it's mm-hmm. you know we don't make any money off this we don't strive to you know make any money off of it sure it would be nice but whatever um mm-hmm. we all we all have full-time jobs we all have families we have things to do and and uh sometimes we're hustling and banging the shows out and sometimes we're not so hopefully in the new year uh you know we're going to strive to get at least what two shows out per month i think yeah, I think that would be a ideal goal anyway. Yeah, because there's a ton of people out there that I've got lined up that would like to come on the show. And uh, and if anybody, you know, we, I know I've, we've said this a few times, if there's anybody out there, even from Germany or Australia or, <laughs> or uh, wherever, if you have any cool paranormal stories, no matter how short they are or how, you know, you might think they're insignificant, but uh, give us a give us a shout. Find us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at phantomfaction at outlook.com and we'll try to get you on the show. Right. I'm sure things will uh, start uh, picking up once again as, as far as uh, even investigations. Uh, um, we can throw this over to uh, Tony and I, I know you've had some requests of late and uh, and some pre-investigations that you've done uh, recently, but uh I think, again, it'll pick up as people are, I mean, you know, we've just been through a pandemic. People were staying home, uh, noticing things around their homes uh, that maybe they didn't before because of work and stuff. But And a chance to get out and maybe do some more investigations wherever, uh, old buildings, uh, abandoned buildings, whatever we can do. But Tony, uh, what's been up with uh, uh, with ship lately? Uh, we had had a, a few investigations, uh, right? Uh, uh, we had one there up in Kitchener uh, that me and Dan were uh, getting ready to go and do a uh, preliminary investigation involving a, um, a woman, uh, right, and her um, son uh, living at home. Uh, she was encountering. Uh, um, I uh, see dark uh, shadows. Uh, she was hearing voices, seeing faces uh, coming out of the wall on windows. 
Um, it, it got to the point here that uh, she moved out of her original house and uh, packed up all her stuff and put in storage and moved into a um, condo. But unfortunately, the spirits uh, followed her. And um, while we were just the first day we're talking to her, right, uh, she was very, very upset. I mean, <laughs> that, that that's just to put it briefly. Uh, we, had, we had a me and Dan who had a hard time trying to communicate with her. Right? She was just gone <laughs> big time. This, the spirits, uh, whoever was there with her, it was scaring her really bad. Uh, that night, um, she moved out of her uh, condo, right, uh, which she was renting to rent a hotel room. Now, folks, I mean, you know, to, to move out of a room right, for a week, that's a few dollars. I mean, you know, to make that decision. And uh, she claimed that she has done this before. And, um, and it has helped the spirits right, to um, not follow her. But unfortunately, the spirits did follow her, right? And it was affecting her and her son in the hotel room where that she even requested to for another room. I wanted to tell her, right, that's not going to help. It's unfortunate, right, for me and Dan both agreed that the spirits were there were not attached to the house, but to her. So uh, she did move to another room, and she calls back the next day saying, uh, hey, um, I have uh, the spirits with me again. Right, and so we, again, right, work is involved, right, so we line up uh, on a Saturday for me and Dan to go to do a preliminary investigation on there. And... Um, Unfortunately, right, uh, me and Dan both uh, decided at the time that uh, the situation was grave. She was getting ready to commit herself, right, to a psych, psych ward, right, because she thought she was going crazy. And, and we tried to tell her that we have experienced this stuff before with other people and told her that what she's experiencing was a unusual event. Don't panic, et cetera, et cetera. And um, she, then she made a quote to us that uh, her um, psychiatrist, which she was seeing, uh, right uh, for an accident that she was involved in, right uh, has seen shadows uh, right uh, themselves, right, and they said there is something going on with you. We're not quite sure what it is, and uh, right, and um, so anyway, we got to the point here that um, we decided to um, bring in a uh, some help for her, and we give her a uh, medium's name at a Fergus, right, to go to her place, and Lord and behold, right uh, within um, a couple hours. Uh, right, uh, the place was cleansed by this medium, and we showed up two hours later, which was our uh, time that we booked to go in to do an investigation. And Dan and I walked into the to the condo, and we both said at the same time, almost like in harmony, "It's it's you know this place is calm, it's clear." <laughs> Dan, you want to add anything to that? Uh, yeah, there's a bit a bit of stuff, Dad. So, <clears throat> the, the home that she was initially renting where she was having the experiences uh, originally, she described something almost like a gargoyle, like a black mist shaped gargoyle uh, sitting on her railing of her, her stairs going up to the second level. And it spoke to her uh, in a high pitched, uh, high pitched voice. I forget what she, it was something like, don't be afraid or something like that. And, uh, she put up, she put, she dealt with a lot of crap in this home. And I don't think it was anything connected to her. I think it was the home itself because when she moved out, uh, the home sold and resold twice in like months after she left. And, you know, if anyone's aware of today's housing market, I mean, homes are selling for way more than what they're actually worth. And I'm sure people are taking huge hits to get out of this house. 
And it would be a it would be an interesting place to investigate if we if if we could get it, ever get in there. But uh, I think we'd be bringing stuff home with us as well, you know, especially me because <laughs> I'm a magnet for that stuff. But uh, she also uh, she was so desperate that she put everything she owned in a storage unit because she didn't want any attachments to any of her furniture, uh, her uh, like everything. Lamps, end tables, uh, because when Tony and I went to uh, her condo, the new condo that she was in, she pretty much had uh, not new stuff, but it was like secondhand. But you could tell it was from like previously loved her previously owned. And uh, this woman was so desperate. She she literally put everything she owned in, in storage because she thought there might be attachments, but I mean, that's not really how it works. And as Tony said, they followed her to the condo and they followed her to the uh, uh, the hotel. Uh, and the one thing I thought, Tony, you might have uh, spoken to a little bit more was how interesting it was that her doctor mentioned the paranormal. You know, doctors are so, you know, we think that they're so... Uh, you know, scientific and logical, and there must be, you know, uh, a valid reason for, for what's going on. But she said her doctor literally said, listen, I think you, you've got something else going on here, some paranormal activity, and you're being oppressed and and uh, and everything else. And I thought that was quite interesting. And, you know, I, I often wonder how many times doctors hear things from people and they think, you know, you might have the closet believer of the paranormal in the medical uh, medical system, and they might go, "Man, I think you you got something at home that uh, you know it's not in your head. It's actually something that you're dealing with." And and uh, I wonder how often that happens. And I guess it happens quite a bit because this doctor brought it up, which was uh, pretty interesting. The fear in her voice when she was talking to us, I mean, it was genuine. Right? It was, I mean, you could tell that she was in a state of panic. Oh, she was awful to talk to. Like, you couldn't you couldn't get a word in. Like, there's points where I have to yell. Yeah. You know, I can't even remember the poor girl's name, but it doesn't matter. But it'd be, you know, I'd say it was Sarah. And I'd be like, Sarah, like, you got to stop. Like, she just ramble and go on and on and on like a mile a minute. And, uh, you know, literally have to yell at her and say, shut up, <laughs> let me get a word in, right? Because you're not listening. And we had, you know, Tony, you've, you've uh, had a lot of experience with people with PTSD and uh, yes. emotional issues. And, and uh, you could see the signs. And I could too, you know, from all my, my law enforcement experience. But it's like, holy cow, like, it was like, a, she was like a runaway train. And, and she's in the medical field. Right. She's a professional in the medical. Field. That's right. That's right. I forgot with, about that. She dealt with all kinds of uh, right, traumatic events, right? You know, when dealing with life and death experiences with her. But this apparently came out of nowhere. And I mean, you know, and I, we never did get to the base where it originally, originally started from. She'd mentioned that she was involved in a major accident. And that uh, she had uh, broken up with her uh, boyfriend, fiance at the time. Things were happening to her, but we never got to the root where it all come from uh, onto it. But can you imagine just waking up in the morning, right, and uh, open up your eyes, and next thing you, know, you got a, a room filled with people, 
Right, you know, like staring at you, right? You know, you're like, what the beep? I mean, you know, I mean, Rachel, Rochelle, right? I mean, you, you probably experienced that, right? You know? <laughs> oh, not not living people. Let's be, you know. <laughs> well, she works all day with living people, right? The dead people will probably bring you the relief of calmness to her. I love yes. the dead people. <laughs> we'll take them any day. And what else was interesting is she took a lot of photos uh, in her at the old house, the one where people kept coming and going, you know, uh, buying and reselling. And there's one photo, and, I, and I'll put it up uh, probably this week, where it's, it's a picture. It's like she's sitting on her bed. She's facing the doorway, and she took a photo for some reason. And you can see on the left, uh, and everybody check the Facebook page out uh, after you listen to the episode here. There's like a white shroud on the left with this gray looking arm coming out of it. And it's the creepiest thing. And she insists that she was the only one in the room. Um, There's nothing else, you know, the, there's got the covers on the bed and everything, but it, you look to the left and there's this big white shroud with this gray, gross looking arm coming out of it. And uh, I'll send it to you guys right now through Messenger so you can have a peek at it and uh, get your thoughts on it. But, yeah, if you're listening to the show, go check it out because it's really bizarre. Yeah. And when, uh, the first day the first day that I was talking to her, right, I continued my conversation uh, with her on my way home. And uh, then I came in the house and sat down, right, and continued right on my phone talking to her. Just after I finished talking to her, um, I put down the phone. I had a ringing uh, noise coming out of my right ear. Now, to me, that indicates that there's something spiritually near me. And I figured, oh, something's, something's here to talk to me. And I saw I grabbed my phone and I put the recorder on. And uh, I was about to ask, you know, well, right, who's here? And I had a, like a, what I classified as a mild uh, electrical current going through my body. And I go like, whoa, what is that? I mean, I mean, it wasn't, it was beyond chills. It was like a electrical current going through my body. And right away I said, you know, uh, back off, whoever's here, right? You know, I said a prayer, right? Asking for protection. And in between my conversation, right? Uh, I was able, I'm a recorder to get a male voice telling me to F off. I get that a lot, but <laughs> basically to F off, right? And it was, it was very, very faint. I had to increase the volume onto it, but I, I heard a, a male voice. And another time we were talking, uh, Dan, you mentioned that you had a visitor come into your room, which you could mention in a second. Oh, um, yeah. And I was texting Dan right at work, and all of a sudden I heard a scurrying noise, like like what I classified like an animal with claws going across the ceiling above me. Right, And it, I go, what the? And I sit in this room for over 20 years, right? I never, ever, ever, ever heard that noise before, but it was during the common time we were texting back and forth talking about this lady and her uh, situation Rachel you get the picture that I sent you yeah isn't yep. that creepy it is creepy <laughs> it's like like the arm looks like a zombie arm like the color you know like when you watch the walking dead and they're like that awful gray and it almost looks like a it's like it's only got a couple fingers like a like a pincer almost doesn't it oh yeah well even when you're talking about this like in my mind like I, all I get is a lot of black shadows but then i get reptilian and i get like other things i'm like it feels like whatever was attracted to her was a lot of things you know what yeah, i mean i think that house the original house was full of, yeah, of whatever completely feels that way like i 
And I, I find this interesting too. She has her mirror covered up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, huh, that's, that's quite interesting. It, yeah. I didn't ask. I don't think I asked her about that. Cause I, I, you I know, did. probably, probably didn't dawn did. on me. Oh, I, you did. I did. She was seeing faces coming out of the mirrors all throughout the house. I figured I, figured yeah. I had coming out of the walls coming out of the, the right. Um, the mirrors, and it got to the point her son was seeing these things too, right? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, right, you know, you want to protect your family, right, the best ability that you can, and all of a sudden you got something, right, you're seeing that you have no control, right, or to get rid of? That would drive people crazy. That's the reason why you've probably seen a psychiatrist, right? But, oh, my goodness. Right? That could be the reason why. Right. Well, she was initially seeing him because of the, the trauma from the, the car wreck that she right. was in. Right. But right. then she she started to, uh, you know, indulge a little bit more and and uh, tell him a little bit more about this weird stuff going on in their homes. And that's when he was like, hey, you know, maybe you, you need to see a, you know, get a priest or a paranormal team instead of a psychiatrist. But, and we uh, were the second paranormal team to come in there, apparently. That's right. Yeah, and, the first, uh, and, and yeah, the first the first one that came in, they didn't they did their investigation. They they wouldn't come back. They, want, <laughs> they wanted yeah, they wanted nothing to do with her. They wouldn't show her any of the evidence. Uh, they charged her. Yes, uh, which we don't do. And any good paranormal team should never ever charge anybody because um, that that's just crappy, uh, in my opinion. Bad karma. And bad karma. And yeah, they. They wouldn't answer any of her emails or her texts or, or whatever. So I don't know if they just, uh, I don't know, something came through that they couldn't handle and didn't, you know, never returned or, um, but, you know, who I knows? Know. I don't know either. Right? I don't know the team. I So I can't uh, write vouch for them or say anything bad about them, right? You know, to each his own, right? But uh, we don't charge and we do follow up after. Matter of fact, I even followed up after. We, our initial visit that uh, with Dan and I went over uh, four days later, and um, just to ask how things are, and she said everything is good, everything's okay, right? And we, I, to us, that means wow, job well done. And I have been out for over almost three weeks now, right? We haven't uh, right to uh, have any contact from her, so no. I'm assuming that everything and, is. And okay. she wanted us to do an investigation that night, but I was like, nah, there's nothing here. I wasn't feeling anything at all, like nothing. And it would have just been a waste of time. And I thought, why, why poke the bear, right? If it's if if it's uh, everything's good, exactly. Let's not, let, let's not stir anything up, right? Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's always a chance to stir something up again. And feeling clean, you got to keep it clean, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with you, Dan, being there, we you, you didn't want to like bring in any of your crap. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> my crap get my crap gets cleared every once in a while when I when I reach out to my dear friend Michelle. But uh, explain tell them what you came to your house the day that I was talking to you right on the the texting you. What doesn't come to my house, Tony? See. So listen, I don't know why I am a magnet for these things. Okay, and especially my family room here. There's like a little vestibule. Uh, like an L shape where you go out to the, to the main foyer there and up the stairs. And I see stuff in that doorway all the time. Uh, there was uh, maybe about a month ago, I was seeing like a small white shape about the size of a little kid kept poking its head around the corner at me. And that 
kind of disappeared after a while. Then I was getting like a tall shadow type thing and I could see it walking back and forth between the TV and I just ignore them. Like, like, you know, some people get freaked right out by this stuff. It doesn't phase me one bit. And uh, maybe that's what makes us good paranormal investigators, you know, but, and uh, I finally uh, contacted uh, Michelle who, who has been a guest on our show three times already. So, um, and she did her thing, her remote viewing, and she says, oh, you've got a, a, a hat man, shadow person in the house. And she did her thing and got rid of him. But then something else showed up. And then that one night Tony and I were talking that he was referring to, I saw what looked like this shroud thing that I just sent that picture to YouTube. But it was really tall. like a, It was like a, uh, like a Grim Reaper type outfit you know, with the cloak and everything else and uh, almost touching the ceiling. I mean, I don't, I don't have really high ceilings down here in the family room, but uh, I'm six foot seven. It was taller than me. And like I said, just ignore it. Kept watching TV or doing my thing or, or whatever. And uh, you know, they, they eventually go away, but then another one will, I'm sure there's something will show up tonight because we're talking about stuff and, you know, my antenna's going up <laughs> and bringing, sending signals out. But, and Rachel, you seem like you have something to say because you got a funny look on your face. No, no. I oh. don't have anything to say. No. That's I just your normal look. You. Oh. <laughs> well, I'd like to take a minute, sorry, to talk about another investigation that uh, we did, the group here, all four of us, uh, right over in um, Harrison, right uh, up at uh, the ballpark, uh, right, what used to be, um, the quarry up there. Yeah, the conservation area. Did, did yeah. we talk about that? Oh, um, yeah. No, I don't I'm, think we did. No, 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 I don't think we did. That was a very, very interesting night. I mean, folks, it's different. Four of us walking in the middle of, uh, not the middle of the woods, but it's like a park area, right? And uh, under a, almost like a, it was a full moon and it, it was interesting. And uh, we had, we had company with us. We had company with us that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the spirit box was really active that night. Oh, big time, big time! It was big time. We're getting your answers sorry, to our questions and all that. But uh, a little bit of background there, right? Apparently, right. Um, Danny, what, what did you tell us the background on that place for people to know what's what happened? Uh, originally, it was a uh, like a conservation area with a swimming hole, and uh, the, I mean, it was just like a, a little little beach type of thing. And, uh, you know, people could come and picnic and they could swim in this uh, conservation uh, pool area. I guess what ended up happening was a couple of high school boys at the time, uh, you know, snuck in at night like people do. I mean, it wasn't fenced off or anything like that. But uh, um, and we're horsing around. From what I understand is a, uh, they took a picnic table and they threw it into into the drink there. And uh one of the boys had uh, went head first diving in and hit his head and passed away. And uh, it was shortly after that. I'm not too sure how long, but there was another boy that also was, uh, <laughs> was there when he wasn't supposed to be and uh, also hit his head, but uh, survived actually. So we've had like one death that we can confirm there. Other than that, 
you know, like just some accidents and stuff. So what ended up happening is I believe it was in the seventies. They just said, that's it. After the second accident, they said, that's it. And they filled it in with a, you know, bunch of junk. And, and so now it's just sort of a pathway through there. This was the second time that we were actually out there. I think Dan, Rachel, and myself went the first time. And again, you know, it just seemed like there was a party going on. (laughs) Uh, that, you know, they were still swimming there and still having fun uh, because there was, I think we picked out three solid voices, a female and two males the first time. And then this time when we were out there, and this was dead of the night too, that we were out there. And most likely at the time that uh, something had happened, uh, you know, way back, we picked up a lot of spirits. It was a beautiful night. Like you said, like the whether it was a full moon or whatever, but you had the fireflies flying around. But uh, it it was absolutely gorgeous out there, uh, just just to be out there uh, in this setting and then getting responses. Rachel, did you you had uh, one of a, a piece of our equipment? I'm not sure what you had. K two. Okay, and it started going off for you. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It just. Yeah, right into the red. I think that was the first time I've had that happen. So yeah, was- and I'm standing right beside her with another K2, and I'm getting nothing. <laughs> right. So obviously they liked Rachel. Yeah, they, and <laughs> we got lots of stuff, like lots of hits uh, on our recorders. Um, yeah, just you know, with the spirit box going. Uh, yeah, I think it was a a pretty interesting investigation. For really, I mean, sure, there's a little story behind that, but it just shows you that spirits can be anywhere. I agree. Anywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> you don't have to go to a graveyard or a cemetery to find spirits, folks. <laughs> they yeah. Can be- yeah. And I think because it was uh, at the time, you know, it was like a family oriented park. And uh, I think that, you know, the even the spirits that uh, spent some time there and enjoyed it. So they're still there. And, you know, to them, it's it's back at that time again. So they're enjoying that, uh, the conservation area. So. I wonder who the female was, though. Yeah. Because when we went without Tony that first time, we had a female voice come through your spirit box. And then when we all went uh, the next time, which was what, months later, uh, the female came through again. Yeah. And so we never really figured out who she was or but no. we got, we got a couple of male voices each time and we assume that they might be, uh, but, they, but they sounded older. They didn't sound like teenagers. No. Right. They, they sounded much older, like their, you know, forties or fifties. So. Yeah. Now but, I don't know when they filled that in, I have no idea what they filled it in with. I think it's just like any dead bodies. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But any junk that they could find, you know, we've kind of taken a metal detector out there, my son and I, and, and you know, you get this junk that's that's in there right now, like old steel and stuff. And so obviously they filled it in, uh, you know, so even some of that stuff could have attachments to it. It could have been an old tractor under there or something, you know. That Maybe. You never know. With the, with the farmer still sitting on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, yeah. anybody in the Harrison, Ontario area wants a place to visit, right, at a nice summer, warm night, uh, right? I do recommend that area. And and you know what? That area, when I investigated uh, looking at old maps, I found that uh, just off to the side of the conservation area was the old cemetery. And at one point, they decided to move the cemetery to where it is now, which isn't too far. 
Did they move the bodies though? Is this like the movie Poltergeist where they just moved the headstones and left everybody? Well, you know, the story that I told that uh, we have uh, found in our dirt basement, uh, gravestone, right? And never been really able to find out what the story is behind this. But when uh, doing a little research, finding that they, they had taken these gravestones and they moved them all to the new, uh, the new cemetery, and people were either, they said they can either come and get the gravestone and keep it, or they'll move it to the new one. And then they just made a little area for them. Now, whether they move the bodies or the bodies are still under there. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking that, you know, maybe we're not getting the teenagers at that conservation area, that maybe we're getting the old bodies that were, <laughs> that were in the old cemetery, right? Who knows? Who knows? Sometimes there was a practice, uh, right? Um, I still believe, maybe still practice. Sometimes people who um, died from, um, by hand, by their own hand, are not mm-hmm. buried in the graveyards. They're buried outside the perimeter of the graveyards, uh, right? So maybe they remove all the people with the legitimate uh, headstones, <laughs> but the ones right. who were just buried, right, without a headstone, uh, could yeah. be. Because now they sort of made a, a little, like cement monument with all the old gravestones in it at one area but that's the same area though that when my son was like i don't know how old he was three three years old hardly you know maybe four uh i would say he's three but uh going for a walk through the the new cemetery and as we were getting close to the that area where they all the old stones were my son started pointing up the hill you know and I'm like, what do you see? You know, and then he's, yeah, I said, okay, well, you know, I couldn't see anything, but he was pointing and laughing. And then I said, well, okay, we got to go. So you say goodbye. And he, he said goodbye to them. Like I'm pulling my son in a wagon at the time. Right. And, and uh, so he waved goodbye and, and uh, yeah, I was like, okay, so there's something to this, but we're just not sure how it all relates. Well, I like to volunteer my time there, Danny, right? Come over and dig into your basement, uh, right? You know, <laughs> I don't want to dig anything else up. Oh my God. <laughs> We're willing to do it. <laughs> yeah. I have experience digging, looking for bodies in basements, remember? Yes. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's another story. Oh, yeah. But speaking of uh, bodies in the basement, Tony, you've been in contact with our, our good friend, and former podcast host John, who is no stranger to uh, all things paranormal, and you said he's got some some stuff going on again at his place. Yeah, he did mention that there are things that are happening in his house, right? But um, he told me with confidence that uh, when they get out of hand, right, he sends them packing, right? He's been uh, trained by another medium, uh, right, to to uh, give him the ability to do so. But uh, he has uh, given us an offer, right, to come by his place if we want to, to do another investigation. Well, and apparently, um, like, if anybody, you know, you got some longtime listeners listening here and they know John's story, you know, with the the big John poltergeist spirit that terrorized him at his old rental property. uh, Apparently, people have been coming and going from that house as well. It's it's like that that home we were talking about earlier where, uh, you know. People are, are moving in and they're moving out real quick. So I wonder if uh, that big John spirit is still harassing people, but, you know, just not John this time. But he's, he's going after uh, unwilling and unwitting 
you know, folks, maybe we should, maybe we should leave a business card on the on the door <laughs> next time we're up there. Ring the doorbell and run, and leave a leave a business card. Well, Dan, I know for a fact that you ring the doorbell, you don't run. <laughs> you I don't st- have to run. I just walk quickly. <laughs> yeah, but John John is doing okay, right? And he does listen to our podcasts, and uh, he wishes the best. But um, for right, right now, he's not ready to come back to join this group. Uh, right, he's dealing with life. He's got grandkids. All right, you know, so it's life has changed for him. I, I can't blame him personally. I mean, when you have when you're that uh, have that kind of ability, right, to see things onto uh, the other side of the veil. Sometimes they see back, and they do like to come back and visit. And uh, John has got everything you name it, right, right, uh, from uh, entities, aliens, uh, ghosts, uh, even even what we classify as demons, right? You know, I mean, a, a goat man, right? You know, I mean, dude, if I woke up and see a goat man. <laughs> Uh, that was scared of living together. That's when I'd give up. <laughs> That'd be That's it. when I'd give up. <laughs> like, like I told John, you can run, but you can't hide. Right. Poor John. I think when you're, uh, I mean, that place is, is up near the lake, uh, lake, lake Huron. And, uh, you know, that whole Grey Bruce area is is pretty i think there's a lot of hauntings going on up in that area well it's all the energy right the lake yeah. and you've got the that big nuclear power plant just up the road and that's right so lots of energy for spirits to to funnel and channel and Here, here's another uh, case right like john for example right john abilities right uh this happened overnight for him i mean it scared the living david out of him right it, it did he actually thought he was going crazy yes and- when he originally brought the, uh, us, well, my, my old team, in to investigate uh, that place, right? Uh, he wanted validation that he wasn't going crazy. Yep. Right? I know, can remember. I was part of that. And... You were, exactly. Thank you very much, right? Uh, we got some very interesting, uh, right, uh, EVPs at that place. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, here's a good note out there, right, you know, to anybody's listening, right? You know, um, if you got a friend or family member comes up to you and say, um, hey, um, I'm seeing things, I'm hearing things. Uh, don't write them off right away, right? I mean, uh, there could be something to it, right? You know, sit back and listen, right? And if you don't know, right, suggest to them to call in a paranormal group just to give validation. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to remove them, but when, at least you got validation and it saves you a trip to the psych ward. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And we're available for that, right, Tony? You're available. Anytime, just go to our uh, Facebook page, right? Uh, right. Or matter of fact, we're on Kijiji for everybody uh, living in... Uh, the uh, Ontario area, right? Just uh, with a phone number, right? To get hold of us. And uh, we'd love to uh, talk to you. Yeah. And if there's any Australian or German millionaires that would like to fly us out to investigate their mansion, we'd be more than happy to do that too. Road trip. Yeah. If we go to Germany, there could be some nice castles. There you go. There yeah. that's up for that one. <laughs> yeah. I have German roots. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, your distant ancestors and that will reach out. Come on, yeah. home, Danny. <laughs> it, but that I would I would love to go to Germany and uh, and take a look at the old roots and everything from Mecklenburg Schwerin. I have to practice up on my German, of course. So, and I apologize to the German <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> and Tony, you have more more to tell us. Apparently, uh, your son's home. Oh, yes. uh, the activity is ramped up again for like the 10th time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Um, apparently uh, my um, 
grandson, the middle, middle one, right, has been waking up uh, middle of the night, um, coming in, uh, right, um, crying, right, being upset. Um, he came into the room and um, when everybody's in bed and uh, he, says, uh, he, did, he climbed in between. And my son said that he was cold and he was clammy, right? You know, something's going on, right? And he said that uh, he was afraid of uh, the shadow man in his room. And he goes, oh, okay, because they experienced shadow people before in this house. And uh, so um, they took him back to his room. And um, then about um, half an hour later, right, he came back in and uh, he said that um, his cousin, uh, right, uh, was waking him up, wanted to play. Now, he had a um, cousin, I do believe second cousin, right, that passed away a couple months before in a very sad, uh, right, tragic uh, incident onto it. And um, so apparently this has been going on for for a while, still is continuing on, right, this uh, young kid that is coming in, waking him up, right, wanted to play onto it. Um about a week after, right, uh, my son and his wife were just getting ready to go to bed. They had the kids in bed sleeping. Their bedroom door faces the kids' door. And they just turned out the lights. They're getting settled in. And all of a sudden, they uh, heard the, the door open. And they uh, both looked, and they saw this um, silhouette of a young uh, lad walking out of the bedroom. And they could hear distinctly of uh, the pitter-patter of uh, little feet running down the hallway. So um, the wife said to, to my son, you know, to, right, you know, get up and go check the kid. He goes, no, you go and check the kid. <laughs> So she got up, went in, opened up the door, and uh, the kids were still sound asleep. And uh, he went back to, she went back to bed, and she says, did you see that? He goes, yep. She says, uh, you're going to do something? He goes, nope. <laughs> so, you know, things like that. The, um, the grandson, the, the oldest grandson said that he saw a, a sneaker on the floor, uh, right, uh, walked across the, the floor. Not walk, but vibrate, wiggled across the floor, that sort of stuff. Um, I was there um about a who about a month ago, I right uh, just me and uh, his wife were there, and I brought a recorder in, and um, I got the EVPs uh, of a male, uh, basically uh, right, uh, you know, saying uh, that he was the one that was waking up the kids and really scaring the kids. Now, who is this person? Right, uh, over the investigations, over the time, we have uh, right uh, validate that uh, the place used to be owned by a uh, Toronto uh, retired police officer, right, lived in that area, and apparently, right, um, the gentleman uh, died. Um, I'm not sure if it's been self-inflicted, but uh, he walked across the street uh, where the, there's now a new residential area, right, and uh, was found dead uh, in the wood area. Now, who is this person? Who are these spirits coming with? We're not sure because we have gotten females. We have got males, right, voices on there. Now, we have uh, had, had Michelle, right, uh, right uh, come to this place a few times and uh, remove uh, the shadows. And um, quite surprising, they keep coming back into the place. So who knows? I'm, I'm thinking about uh, hiring this woman from Fergus, the medium, right, to come to our place, the place to clear it out after. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, though, it's like Michelle says, they they will come back if they want to, right? Exactly. We'll, we'll, we shall see. I mean, there must be something more going on with that property, uh, a portal or ley lines or a combination of whatever. And you said that there's an underwater river that goes under that house, right? Nearby, so, the major river, right, about a mile away, right, but um, they, they have a well. It's all well water there. Right? So um, it does get a little sometimes, right, but um, they have proven that there's a major, major, and I repeat, major underwater river, right, that's uh, about a mile away on the ground. So that's a lot of activity going on there. Lots, of, lots, of, en- lots of energy for them to, to use, right? Oh, big, oh, big time, big time, big time. It's funny how kids pick up on that, eh? like young kids. Oh yeah. yeah. How old is uh is your grandson? Uh he is ten years old right now. Right. Uh 
the 13 year old still sees uh, spirits. Uh, he sent me a picture one time, um, and I sent to Dan, right, for the look, because I can see nothing. But I can't, you know, the grandkid says, Look, he said, I took a picture, right? He says, um, I'm seeing, uh, right, some beans, you know, there. And I sent it to Dan, what I'll tell him. I don't tell Dan everything, right? <laughs> I, yep. said, I said, Hey, I got a picture. What do you see? He goes back, is, I see grays. Wow. <laughs> he says, I see three of them. I go like well, and my uh, grandson said that he saw three validation is is, is a great is a great thing, right? You know, and uh, I have uh, nice little talks with my grandson and my my son and that right about uh, what they can expect and not to be afraid of these things. Got to be masters of them, not them, them to be masters of you, right? Yeah, because a lot of kids have this ability when they're young, but it gets shut off because the parents, you know, either tell them, uh, you know, you know, this isn't right. You don't do that, you know, or you're not seeing anything. You're, it just gets done and forgotten. But I think if you enlighten your kids uh, that of what's happening and maybe not to be afraid, you know, I think it, it can hang on. And obviously, you know, uh, 10 years old and 13 years old, that's pretty good that they can that they've hung on to that so and then this uh, six-year-old right also sees them too so all three uh, kids see them and you know the validation i mean you know it's it's interesting right you know and uh, they look at you you know hey, you know grandpa what are you going to do i mean you know and i keep telling them right, that there's because they don't own a house right they only live in the house right you know what i mean it's, to get rid of something they're right, world having ownership it could be hard right but uh we, we're keeping an eye on it right but like I said, nothing serious has gone wrong uh, as of yet right and i don't suspect it will but uh we know we're keeping an eye on it rachel i was just gonna say rachel rachel quiet rachel, as rachel. always i was waiting for that in quiet my goodness you guys. speak up woman I have been talking. <laughs> Goodness. Write, write this date down in the calendars. Rachel uh, spoke. Yes. You picking I, up on it? Picking up on anything? No. You're not, you're not tuned in. No, I'm not tuned in. <laughs> no, she doesn't care. She's no. like, whatever. Screw you guys. She doesn't want, she doesn't want to scare me, right? <laughs> yeah. Have you learned, Rachel, how to shut these things off? Yeah, I'm getting better at it. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's right. been- and you're back into doing the readings again. and Yep, yep. Been busy doing that. and Any any strange uh, things attached to any of the people that you've been doing readings for? No, no. no. Weird with anybody I've... I've had readings for lately. Um, back in the spring, I know we I I talked to somebody that did have something, and it was honestly when I looked in, it almost looked like like an evil nun. That's kind of the Im- image I got in my mind. But it, it just the way the what, from like from like the con- like the Conjuring movies. The, the I don't know. Nun? It was just just wow. how the shadow kind of looked. It was just like that's how I can describe what it looks like. But I know it wasn't an evil nun. It was just that's what I was using. But anyways, that that's been the only thing that I've seen with with people. My like maybe a little dark spots here and there. Their their family just wanted to come say hey. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> I like that better. I take the the nice visits. Those are what I prefer. That's right. Nobody wants the dark stuff walking in the front mm-hmm. door, right? Are you you've been doing them online or in person or both? Both, okay. So it's nice to actually see, have people sitting at your table again. Like that's yeah. Wow. Uh, you you still do the whole writing down thing before they even get there and. Sometimes, sometimes I, I like lately it's been, I'm not getting anything until they walk in the door, which is kind of nice. Cause I'm 
been trying to make boundaries, right? So that I'm not, you know, being woke up the day before or something or so. Yeah, I've been trying to do the boundaries. So there are some that I get stuff like maybe a little bit before they show up, which is fine. I don't mind that. I just don't want to be bothered days before or, you know. Yeah. 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 So every reading is different then. It is. It is. Like, I never know what to expect either. And I, I tell people that I'm like, just go with the flow. <laughs> That's right. Do, do any of you have a, someone by the name of Felix connected to them? No. No. no? Interesting. Yeah, it's an, yeah. It's an odd name. It is yeah. an odd name, right? Uh, spell it for me, please. F-E-L-I-X. That's the name of uh, the, the little kid, uh, right? Second cousin that passed away. There we go. Which go. wait, back up. Which which second cousin? I remember I was telling you about my um my grandson is uh has got his second cut co- was well, got his cousin cousins, right? Uh right uh, who passed away there right during the summer, right? That's his name. Okay, because as we were sitting here earlier when you were talking about uh uh the stuff going on at your son's house, I got the name Felix in my head and i got a wicked shiver up my back and just a second ago you know just moments before i asked you guys i got the name felix again and and another zinger up my spine i thought well i guess you know and you always second guess because you're like well yeah who's called felix like i've never you know (laughs) never run into a felix in my life you know maybe someone might call her cat felix you know or and uh wow so i guess uh how old was he tony um actually right here comes the 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 boomer right um i do believe his birthday was today there you go. wow he would have been eight years old today you i was gonna say eight years old yeah. oh really yeah yeah man oh man i i swear i i was gonna say eight years old well little little felix uh i'm very sorry that uh <laughs> You know, well, that's he pretty didn't cool. grow. He didn't grow to adulthood, but he's making himself known. Now he's making himself known to my grandson too. Well, there you go. Now he's he's validating or confirming. And it was a sudden death too, right? I don't think he even realized that that it happened. Tragedy. He might feel sad. I feel you know, I'm very sad about this whole thing. I mean, I got grandkids that age, and I go like, oh man, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those unfortunate things in life. Interesting, right? I will definitely pass that on to my uh, my son and his wife. All right, Tony. Do you know how he passed away? Yes, I do. Uh, car accident. Look what I just wrote. Car. Yeah. But well, uh, Felix, you're here, and thank you very much for reaching out and letting Tony know through me that uh, you're here, and hope you're doing okay. You've got somebody over there looking after you, and yes, uh, yes, that's fantastic, right? Wow. And- the validation there, right? And uh, it also get validation that there's life after death. Yeah. I'm creeped out a little bit. <laughs> I wrote down car. Like I didn't I didn't want to ask and then go, oh, I should have said it, right? Yeah. I thought, well, I'll write it down and uh life life goes on, but yeah. Like I said, to lose to lose a young one that age, it's 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 devastating. It's very devastating. Oh, no kidding. Well, you can uh you can let everybody know that needs to know that uh He's he's around and he's making himself known and I guess he's content or he's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because uh, my uh, grandson, yeah, my grandson, right, uh, thinks of him all the time. And there, there's that connection, right? You know, uh, right. When you think about the uh, loved one passed on, right, uh, they're there instantly. They're there for you. 
Right, you know. Very fast. Well done, Dan. Well done. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I don't know why or how or, you know, but uh, when it does happen, it is, uh, yeah. I don't know, I, I can't figure it out. So I wish somebody, <laughs> I wish somebody would kind of mentor me and take me under their wing and, you know, and I know, Tony, uh, you've been thinking about developing yes. your, your abilities or looking into it at least. And that psychic that uh, you got for that young lady with all the issues there, she, she picked up on that just from texting you, right? Or, or was it a, or was it a, a voice call? Texting, um, uh, right. Um, she said that she needed consent uh, from the client, uh, right. Uh, before she can go over and also to get a offer offer. And then she said, just like you, uh, right. She's right. Um, you are right. said your spirit guides and your guardian angels are both are telling me that you need to, uh, not hesitate with your decision that you're hesitating on, right? And I go like, hmm. And at the time, the only thing that I'm thinking about is uh, right, developing my abilities. I've been thinking about it for the longest time. And uh, then she came back and at the end there, right? And she says also that, uh, that you're going to get a um, apology, right, uh, from somebody very close to you. Did that come through yet? Uh, not yet, but not yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but um, but uh, don't. I'm only expecting one person, right? I'm not even expecting an apology, right? But as I'm more or less expecting some uh, acknowledgement, uh, right? You know, for that. Uh, I don't want to get too much details, right, about it. But uh, you know, when it comes, it comes. It doesn't, it doesn't, right? But if it uh, does, and she validate, it'd be even better. You know, it's really neat, though, folks, right? I go investigations with Dan and he turns around. And he says to me, Tony, there's a spirit beside you. I believe it. Absolutely believe it. I can't see it. Okay. Right. Right. But when I do playback on a recorder and I get voices, uh, right. You know, saying, Oh, and the other one, right. Uh, we were doing up into that, uh, abandoned house there at that time. He told me there was a male and we got a male voice that come up and says, right in a deep voice. Don't you go, don't look at me. Right. Oh, and, that one. Yeah. yeah. I, thought you were t- I thought you were talking about the other, uh, the house that was being slated to be torn down. And I saw something. I said, Tony, you need your camera over here. When you came around the corner, we got an EVP of a male saying, hey, watch where you're going or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. Again, right. Because <laughs> you like walked right through him or, or uh, slammed into him, so to speak. So, you know, you, you know how, how much it is valued, right, to have a medium with you when you do an investigation and then they get validation after when they see things or right or they, you know hear things right now like so i can't see these things i mean i could hear things i got very good hearing right onto but when i play back and i get validations of a voice of a male female right at the time that he's identifying i go yeah 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 here we go he's spot on again yeah i think we're all due for a, a good investigation all right folks people tend to like our our uh, roundtable discussions and we should probably do them more often especially if we have some more investigations uh, coming up as we do i guess we'll wrap that up all right uh, uh, hopefully danny will have this out just before christmas yes and uh, a merry christmas to everyone uh, and whatever else you celebrate happy holidays seasons greetings happy hanukkah we'll see you in the new year and don't forget to check the facebook page for that uh, creepy photo and let us know what you think Merry Christmas. Good night, everyone. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.